Hello and thank you for joining me on the Gibraltar Politics Podcast. I am your host, Krishan Kopchand, and my guest today is our MEP as well as the MEP for South West England, Julie Gerling. It's a short tidbit of an episode. It's You can consider it a mini episode, really, but it's just a nice 10-minute interview with her and I'm sure you'll enjoy it because we speak about the Brexit, we speak about Jib-Spain relations, as well as climate change and many other things as well. So... Hope you tune in. Hi, Mrs. Girling. Thank you very much for coming on the show. It's great to have you as the first um, MEP to be on the show. Hello. How are you? Yeah, thank you. Thank you for inviting me. Um, obviously, you're MEP for both Gibraltar and, um, what was it, South West England? Yes, that's right. Yes. And currently, I mean, you've obviously been doing a lot of work in Brussels with regards to Gibraltar-Spain relations and what's going on with the border. Can, can you tell us a bit about that? Um, in terms of the work that I've been doing, well, what I've been doing really is trying to voice the position of so many of my constituents in Gibraltar who have been in touch over the last several years now with their observations and complaints about the way in which the border is being handled. It's a difficult one because the border... Uh, is between uh, effectively Gibraltar and Spain and both sides have their role to play in policing that border and it's always very hard to um, get across the frustration of the residents of Gibraltar because whenever you do voice anything the Spanish authorities always say well we're just doing what we're supposed to do and of course with terrorism and everything that gives them even more excuse to tighten up as they would see it slow down is what I would call it so this is a constant battle, and um, I'm constantly in touch with the European Commission because they are the body that has to effectively um, make sure that uh, European rules are enforced. And also and with what do you UK think? government as well, who have got their bilateral um, connections, obviously, with Spanish through dip- the Spanish government through diplomatic channels, and we mustn't forget the work that's done there. And how do you think a potential Brexit may affect um, the border, cross-border relations between both Gibraltar and Spain? Well, Brexit would be very difficult because suddenly you wouldn't be dealing with two entities that are both part of a larger group, i.e. the EU. You would be dealing with um, Spain, a member of the EU, and effectively the border with Gibraltar would become the EU's external border and as you know there's a lot of talk at the moment particularly around immigration around beefing up um, the mm-hmm. protocols on external borders so I think we could find it extremely difficult it's potentially going to be extremely difficult if, if uh, there is Brexit and what is your position currently with regards to a potential Brexit um, I am not in favour of the UK leaving the EU um, I've thought really hard about it and I have a lot of experience obviously in the European Parliament. It's very difficult because people always say, well you would say that wouldn't you because it's your job. <laughs> I can't yeah. deny it's my job. However, I hope people will have dealt with me for long enough to know that my self-interest is not the number one issue on my list. Um, I think it would be bad for Britain. I think it would be bad for Britain economically, culturally. Uh, I think we're stronger as part of the European Union, but a strong and independent part of the European Union. We have we have uh, a long tradition of democracy, one of the longest in the world, 
we have a long tradition of trading. Uh, we we have all these good things which we offer to the European Union. And, uh, well, my colleagues in the Berlin turned around and horrified at the idea of Berlin leaving, and that tells you something about our place. But I think for us also, um, living in the UK or I'm living in Gibraltar, it's obvious that the advantages outweigh the disadvantages. So, what will you be doing to try and push for, oh, sorry, push against a potential Brexit? Hmm. Well, I'm waiting, like most people, to see what the deal is. That's really important. Um, whether Mr Cameron gets his the, the main four demands that he's put forward, I'm absolutely sure that he will. Uh, there may be it may not be exactly as he wishes, but uh, I'm sure he will see movement in the evening. Um, once that's established, which I think will be around February, the, uh, there will be official campaign uh, leading organisations will be appointed to lead both sides of the campaign. And it's at that stage which I, where I as a Member of Parliament think will get actively involved in the campaign to remain in the European Union. All right. And, well, and moment, moving I, on to... Oh, sorry, I was just about... Sorry. No, 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 you carry on, carry on. ...number of... Um, fact sheets around the various um, components of our membership from issues like borders, uh, like immigration, around the single market, all the things that people are asking me questions about. I'm putting forward some, I'm putting together some fact sheets, so if constituents in Gibraltar would like to uh, have copies of those emails, please get in touch and uh, I can let them have them. Well, I'll be adding that in the show notes. Um, well, as the MEP for both South West England and Gibraltar, would you agree with what many people in Gibraltar are saying with regards to Gibraltar having their own MEP in the future? Um, I just don't think it's practicable because an MEP in the European Parliament represents, uh, for example, I represent um, over 5 million people. So it's almost a million people per MEP. So right. it would be impossible to have an MEP just for Gibraltar. Um, I'm afraid you're going to be stuck with we from the southwest. But I mean, <laughs> I can certainly guarantee that I will pay um, the attention that I have been paying to Gibraltar will not uh, cease. Sometimes, obviously, I don't live there. There's no reason why an MEP couldn't live in Gibraltar, be a Gibraltarian, and come over and uh, campaign in the southwest and become the MEP. That's not a problem. That could happen. But uh-huh. to have an exclusive MEP for Gibraltar, I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think that's well, a realistic ask. I think that you've been a fairly good MEP, and I was wondering... With regards to the Paris Climate Change Convention, I know that you've been very vocal on climate change. Yeah. What role do you think Gibraltar has to play when it comes to combating climate change and its effects? Well, um, much the same as the rest of us. It's a case of looking at our energy efficiency, making sure that, um, obviously in the, in, in, the, in the UK, we worry about heating and making sure that we're efficient in our heating and probably in Gibraltar it's about making sure our air conditioning is heating for uh, is, is um, adequate and efficient for most of the year but the generation of power in Gibraltar is obviously a big issue and I welcome the fact that uh, moving from um, a diesel generation system into a gas generation 
However, um, you know, solar power, maybe we could do more on that in Gibraltar. Maybe we could be doing more in terms of controlling emissions from traffic. Um, I think there's so much potential in Gibraltar. Gibraltar could be a zero carbon territory very quickly. And uh, it'd be lovely to think that we could, we could be talking about that, you know, in 10 years' time. Well, it's great to hear that from you. So, would you say that liquefied natural gas is a step forward for Gibraltar? Definitely a step forward. Whether it's the final place that Gibraltar should be on generation, um, I think that you need to have a lot more um, technical expertise than I to, to judge. But I, I certainly see it as a step forward, and uh, I'm happy to work with Gibraltar on uh, future solutions on energy. All right, well, I have I only have a couple more questions left. And um, recently, I think Joe Caruana, who is a representative of the Gibraltar and Westminster movement, he wrote an article with regards to Gibraltar having their own MEP in the House of Commons. I was wondering what you think about that. Um, having an MP. Okay, that's a slightly yes, different MP to an MEP because MPs oh, represent yes. slightly yes. less people. But still, you know, I think the average MP represents somewhere between 80 and 100,000 people. So, again, quite difficult to see how that would work um, with Gibraltar. But maybe, and I've heard this, this positive, that possibly Gibraltar could be added to one of the London constituencies, because obviously Gibraltar has a big office in London, works with the UK government there. That's a possibility. But, you know... This is for the Gibraltar, people of Gibraltar to decide. My own view is that Gibraltar has its own government, which functions pretty well. You have your own democracy, um, and I've always been uh, quite enthusiastically independent of, whilst being part of the UK in many aspects, also an independent um, self-governing. And I think if you had an MP in Westminster, that would change that relationship, and not necessarily for the better. So, but it's not my decision to make. It's people of Gibraltar. All right. Well, I, I agree with you on that. I only have one last question. This is more of a personal question. I was just wondering, what does being uh, an MEP entail? Like, what is the day-to-day -day activities of your job? Okay. Well. I spend four days of my working week in either Brussels or Strasbourg. So I always say I live in the UK, but I work in Brussels. I, I spend probably at least 70% of my time in Brussels on work on uh, legislation because I sit on the Agriculture Committee and the Environment and Food Committee, which are two of the biggest legislators because they're wholly competent in the European Union. I'm working on legislation such as that around organic farming, around, at the moment this is air quality, I'm looking at uh, official controls, that's how food safety um, systems work. So I consider myself to be a legislator, in, in, but also then the other 30% is representative where I take the issues that my constituents uh, put in front of me and uh, try to get them answers and solutions through the way the European Union works. All right. Well, your job seems highly interesting. It is. And it's I just a like great to... job, actually, <laughs> which is why people no, yeah. never believe me when, I, you know, when they don't take me seriously on the Brexit 
the Brexit thing because they say, well, you would say that, wouldn't you? But, you know, I can only be <laughs> honest and say I think that uh, being an MEP is a very well, worthwhile job. Um, we would always like more profiles, so thank you to you for giving me that. That's uh, giving me oh, the opportunity I was just gonna to thank talk you. to constituents. It's great. All right, well, thank you very much for coming on the show, Miss Gerling. I genuinely appreciate it, and I'm sure that everyone else is going to love it as well. Great. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Well, I told you it was going to be a short episode, huh? I hope you enjoyed the episode. I hope you can share the episode. I hope you took something away from the episode. And what else do I hope for? Oh, yeah, I hope you have a good day, because this may be the last Rewards Politics episode for quite a while. <laughs>